0: Singularity by Bill DeSmet Copyright 2004 by William H. DeSmet All rights reserved Chapter 43 Le Mot Juste More than wrong, horrific. It began with Grecian. Lit by the unearthly glow from the reopened portal, a dour-seamed visage, Bearded and scarred, superimposed itself over his genial features, the sky-blue epaulets of a KGB colonel flickering into quasi-existence on his shoulders. Scar tissue crinkled one cheek as he turned to grin at Knox. The grin grew wider. The light shifted again to reveal a skull, gobbets of rotting flesh framing empty eye sockets. Now the faces of all the onlookers were melting and flowing in the singularity's ghastly coruscations. As the change winds blew through them, the occupants of the observation gallery flickered out like guttering candles. In their place oozed the festering ruin of long-dead corpses. Shrieks were torn from decaying throats, putrefied limbs writhed in torment. Only the baleful digits of the time display seemed unaffected. Barely visible in the hideous radiance, they continued counting down toward the moment of target lock and insertion. Knox had been here before if indeed he had ever really left. This was it, his own personal hell, the gaping maw that had swallowed him whole and vomited him back out on that one bad trip two decades ago, only to lurk ever after out at the nightmare marches of his dreams. Welcome home, smiled the void. He held up his own hand, a hand now become a skein of rotting sinew and cartilage binding knobs of dactyloid bone. The pain! as if he were being flayed alive. Yet the aching fingers could still move. This was illusion, appearance somehow. Or was it premonition? He tore his gaze away from the corruption his own flesh had become. It wasn't real, wasn't happening. Get a grip, Knox. You've lived through flashbacks before. Except this was more of a flash forward, wasn't it? The leading edge of a phantasmagoric change wave "'propagating outward from some past event "'that had yet to transpire, "'some sort of quantum non-locality "'simultaneously skewing probabilities "'all along the timeline. "'Sasha had spoken truer than he knew. "'In an instant we shall all be changed.' "'But into what? "'And why?' Knox forced his eyes closed. "'Did he even have eyelids to close anymore? "'And peered once again with his mind's eye "'into the maelstrom of light.' and saw why. The pain went away, along with everything else. There was nothing there. Rock, clay, sand, yes, stretching endlessly beneath a sky of swirling soot, but nothing living, nothing green. The whole earth a charnel house, darkness moving on the face of the inky waters. Judging by last time, the most recent... Most accessible moments would surface first. Left to its own devices, unguided by any act of will, the singularity was showing him the present, or near enough. Why, then, was it so dead, and so dark, everywhere? Show me life! Show me a friend! The singularity strove to comply. Succeeded, almost. Knox found himself looking into Galena's face, a much younger Galina looking much older. Her eyes were filmed over with agony, staring into nothing. Or staring somehow at him? Bloody phlegm bubbled on her lips as she tried to speak. With her last breath, she mouthed a word. Could it be Spasiba? Behind a jam of crumpled bodies, a near-spent kerosene lamp picked out a sign on the rough-hewn wall. The cyrillic lettering read A fallout shelter. A horrible foreboding gripped him. Let me out! Show me the sky! A timeless transition, and he stood amid wrack and ruination, under churning black thunderheads, intermittent lightning glinted on blackened skeletons, the ravaged remains of buildings and men. The day after. Years after. Present day, he willed, and found himself in graveyard gloom as before. He looked back across the snake's nest of world lines, found the one where uniformed men sat two by two in hardened silos, tore open red envelopes, inserted keys in practiced syncopation, shot their ballistic wads. The final piece fell into place. Talk about the biggest bang for the buck. They'd gotten it, in spades. Thwart one assassination and reap the whirlwind. Back in 1984, the Reagan administration's unremitting hostility toward the evil empire had been enough to provoke even an enfeebled successor regime into baring its teeth. It was anybody's guess what would have happened had Reagan faced not the sclerotic Konstantin Chernenko, but a Yuri Andropov at the height of his powers. Knox didn't have to guess. He was looking at it. Only... Only who would have guessed that nuclear winter would last two whole decades? Knox opened his eyes. Bad move. His body was aflame again with the agony of anticipatory transformation. Even so, he was faring better than the others. He seemed to be the only one who could still move, the only one not paralyzed with horror and dismay. Even Yuri, author of so much death and destruction, seemed utterly debilitated by this vision of his own mortality. None of them had ever experienced the incapacitating despair of a really, really bad trip before, perils of a too-sheltered upbringing. What was it, Nietzsche said? Whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger? The abyss had barely missed killing him on that long-ago night. Time to see about the rest of it. Knox willed his muscles to move, muscles that his eyes told him had long since decayed into dust. He moved notwithstanding, struggled out of his seat past a moaning Sasha, began the long climb out of Vortilac's gravity well toward the control booth. Dead man walking. On his right, the great crane was even now swinging into position, extending its arm, readying itself to make the till now merely potential an irrevocable actuality. Knox pushed himself to hurry, though the pain of the added exertion nearly doubled him over, "'but he was almost there now, just a little further. "'His stomach churned as he hobbled the last few steps "'to the door of the glass-walled booth "'as he saw what Galena had become. "'It's not real. "'The blackened tongue protruding, the skin of her face, "'what there was left of it, blistered with pustulating radiation burns. "'It can't be real. "'Her cratered ruin of a mouth opened wide as if to scream, "'only a hoarse rattle coming out. "'Please, God.' Don't let it be real. Galena, close your eyes. Knox tried the door to the booth, locked from the inside. He slammed his fist, not daring to look at it, against the glass wall. Close your eyes and let me in. She turned fevered eyes toward him and gasped. What must she be seeing? Never mind me. Close your eyes and look. She shut her eyes. Her breathing steadied, but not for long. Her sunken chest heaved, she cried out in anguish as she beheld utter desolation. Galena, let me in, he pounded on the door again. It's not too late. We can change this. Tears ran down her ravaged cheeks as her consciousness frantically winnowed the world lines, searching somewhere, anywhere, for life, for hope. Finding none. Finding only. Lock on target space-time confirmed. Reconfiguring launcher for first insertion. The computer's synthesized voice sounded impatient almost, eager to bring the jubilee. The crane arm began to swing on its gimbals. Squinting into the singularity's dreadful glare, Knox watched an image form in the forward display. A hospital room in early morning, the winter sun just beginning to tint the curtains with pale rose, an old man lying abed in fitful sleep. So this is the way the world ends. It all looked so normal. Anything would after the post-apocalyptic abattoir the singularity had conjured up for him. The system was running on automatic now, scanning for the mythical assassin. What would it do when he failed to appear? Would it time out, abort the bullet launch, and insert the message probe instead? Whatever it would do, had done, it had led to Andropov's survival and Armageddon. Only seconds left till the Omega sequence kicked in. He had to stop it. Knox pounded on the door again. Galena was not responding. She was lost among world lines portending holocaust, giga-death, the end of days. Got to get through to her. If only he didn't hurt so much. If only he could think. For God's sake, Galina, open the door. Somewhere, somehow there was a right word to say. If only he could find it. A word that held the key to the pattern of her life. Galena, please... For the love of God! A word. All he needed was the right word. Gallia, we've got to save the children. You've been listening to Singularity by Bill DeSmet.